Everyone knows you should never take a physicist to a sci-fi movie. The same can be said about a biologist and a creature feature. We can point out how certain things are biologically unlikely or downright impossible, but that would be boring. So rather than pointing out what can't happen, why not ask ourselves, what if it was real? So using my super nerd levels of knowledge about biology, physics, and mythical creatures, my friends and I will explore how different creatures could have actually evolved on our planet and what they potentially would look like. Hello, and welcome back to A Real Creature Feature. My name is Mac. I'm Mike. I'm Dean. And today, we'll be talking about centaurs. 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 Now, uh, Michael and Dean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Deanifer. Um, what do you know about centaurs? Uh, well, uh, there's a few things. They are, in the more Grecian tradition, they are uh, body, they're like half man, half hearse. Uh, top half be man, bottom half be hearse. Oh, the car? Yeah. Though I will say this, on Netflix they had a show that I really like called Centaur World, where it was a bunch of different animals who were centaurs. So they would have like varying looking people. So their leader is uh, Wamawink, who is a half alpaca, half uh, half lady. Um, uh, there's a, and then there's one uh, Durpleton, who is a giraffe. Oh, so he's a, weird looking. It's very interesting because uh, has the has the very male body, but then a long giraffe neck, and then the oh. head's on top of the giraffe neck. Oh God! Yeah, so it's uh it's very interesting. I will say that. So it's like yeah, but um. The traditional sense is always like body of an animal, usually a four-legged one, that then has the man half sitting at where the hor- where like the animal's usual like neck or like body part would be. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, this is something from D and D Five E. They introduce. I don't know if they introduced this only in Five E or before. I can't remember, but uh, they introduced the character or a species race that's called the Lamia. Oh, yeah. Guess what they're guess what they look like. I know what the Lamia are. They're snake peoples. Not in D D. Really? What are they in what are they in D D? Uh half well uh torso basically think centaur, but instead of the bottom half being a horse, it's a lion. Oh. Yeah. Weird. Even the same name. Lion. Yep. That is weird. Yeah, yeah. You could yeah. come up with something more creative than that. Yeah, especially when there are so many other kind of like half Yeah lion things because there is the uh manticore that that has like lion-esque body and a human head there's the sphinx also lion body human face so it's just like come on and also the fact that you made it like a centaur that's just extra odd yeah because i think they even have like a lion okay dean what about you um greek mythology uh chiron is the first centaur, but he is technically not qualified as the first centaur. True. Because he wasn't created with the rest of the centaurs. Uh, Chiron is known for being the first doctor. And um, when people think about medical stuff, they think of the caduceus. Mm -hmm. And um, there's confusion between Chiron's staff and the caduceus um the caduceus was with hermes and i believe that one has two snakes with uh eagle's wings at the top of the staff yeah and i believe chiron's staff is a rod with one snake wrapping around it so and I don't even think that that has is I don't think that's supposed to have. Oh, here, what's this? Uh, the single snake around a staff is called the rod of A S C L E P I U S. I would say put that in the chat. Sure. Asclepius. 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 Yep. Okay. And that's for the Greek god. Um, Asclepius. The Very straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so 
I, you know, random Google, uh, wiki and other thing, uh, searches. This one was more annoying because I remember finding this earlier, but then I, when I looked again on the Wikipedia, it wasn't there. So I was like, okay, now I have to actually find it up. And it was to look up the etymology of the word centaur. Etymology of the word centaur from Greek word uh, centauros or kentoros, because with a K, um, could be understood as ken. And they have like the dash just to emphasize it. And it's uh, toros, which means piercing bull. Because every time I was just looking up what uh centaur meant it just said half man half horse i'm like no but i was like but literally what does it mean uh but i guess occasionally they've also were referred to as hippo centaur you know like hippogriff and a bunch of other things um so the their origin story was a bit weird um ilex uh i think yeah i x i on axion was in love with hera zeus's wife zeus made a cloud nephili to assume Hera's form in order to expose Ixium's lust for his wife. Ixium fell into the trap and mated with Nephili. From their union, centaurs were born. Okay. Uh, in this turn, centaurs... Oh. In his turn, centauros... I, I'm, yeah. Oh, no. I, I misspoke. From this union, centauros was born. That's it. In his turn, centauros mated with uh, a magnesian mare and a race of half horse half man creatures were born uh the centaurs are generally brutish uh a lot of times like basically just barbarians closer to barbarianism than civilization uh they pillage rape and love violence they lived in the forests around mountains in the wilderness uh but yeah when you're speaking about chiron chiron he looks like a centaur but i don't think you'd ever consider him a centaur because of like he was like just created separately and just happened to look the same. And yeah, he was yeah notable for uh Chiron was notable throughout Greek mythology for his youth nurturing nature. His personal skills tend to match those of his foster father, Apollo, who taught the young centaur the art of medicine, herbs, music, archery, hunting, gymnastics, which is weird because he's half horse, and prophecy. And that's probably where the whole prophecy thing also comes from for like uh, um, Harry Potter and made him a rise above his bestial nature. Chiron was known for his knowledge and skills with medicine and thus was pre um, credited with this discovery of botany and pharmacy, the science of herbs and medicine, 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 centaurs practice medicine. Yeah, but yeah. He's basically his personality is the exact opposite of how uh, centaurs are depicted. So it was like, oh, okay, cool. You make so you make this entire savage race, and then you create something else that's not like that, just for contrast. Like stories. Well, he are was the first, you know. Bef he he was made before the others. I think he was also considered a god, or at least a half god, or demigod, or something like that. Um, but yeah. So I was just like. Yeah, just get the nice basics and everything else. So I was doing a lot of reading on a lot of things. So it is a, a very common thing to look up. Oh, what would the science of what a centaur would look like? Blah, blah, blah. And I find it really interesting how many different approaches we've done it. I found one dude, or maybe gal, it was from a live journal. And basically they were trying to do the, the anatomy based off of Buffy season eight, which was uh -huh. a comic. Oh, yeah. Because Dawn, uh, Buffy's sister, yep. was a, turned into a centaur in there. I read that one. So did I. Yeah. I. Uh, but when he was just talking, the writer was talking about, I was like, Dawn? Dawn talking about season eight? Because they didn't yeah. emphasize what they were referring to. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's been well over 10 years since I read that comic. Yeah, they actually did. a, And after that, they did a ninth season in the comics after that. Yeah, it got weird, especially after... Buffy was Buffy and Angel were both be able to fly. Yeah, it's well, it's oh, I, I don't even want to get into that right now because yeah, so much of that so is weird. after 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 Angel Grove was just after the entire city was destroyed. Yeah, it was just yeah, they after they shut down that Hellmouth, things got really wackadoo. Thanks, it's, thanks to thanks to unlocking all the slayers and doing all of that stuff. Yeah, world world got real different. Yeah, 
Yeah, and then everybody learned about Slayers. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, and that was this one person. And so one of the big things I wanted to look into was, um, so my basic approach for this one is just to think about like the evolution of people in general. So you like, I don't think it would have evolved, this uh, centaur would have evolved in the same way as humans, where they're like a tree faring species. Because, like, if you look at how horses evolved, they evolved and they started, were developing, like, a bunch of these, um, like, their feet in a particular way before, um, like, monkeys were, like, coming down and stuff like that. Or wow. Yeah. Like, um, so I was just like, okay, okay, let's think about this. And we had to think about it logically. And uh, so, oh, there was also a real a kind of famous uh, Twitter um, thread by a doctor by the name of um fred Wu, he, he's a cardiologist mm -hmm. and he just basically did this whole huge um twitter feed and uh like um what this is a uh, fellow doctor quickly kicked off a debate start oh. start with a if it doesn't oh it was basically a, like what would happen oh serious question for um hashtag med twitter if you show up at a code and the patient is a centaur who had a, who had um, like a heart attack and or cardiac arrest, ignoring the jolts, uh, like the jewels question, because you, you need a certain amount of energy to be able to do anything. Where do you think the defib pads should go? A, assuming the heart is where the human heart is, or B, assuming that's where the horse is. But then they kind of go into like, well, maybe they have two hearts, one that is focused on the upper half and then one focus on the lower half and it, it's actually really interesting because they uh seriously i really wanted to go into like you know it's a thought experiment and it's just for fun and a lot of them took them pretty serious but oh, oh and then later on they're like when you're done with this one um you might want to consider a singular the singular problem of trying to administer mouth to mouth with medusa and oh. it was just like yeah because the idea was um, if they have multiple mouths. Well, it's a there is actually a webcomic that someone did during the pandemic where it's Medusa walking into a store. She has a mask on and then the store owner points to her hair and then mm. they cut to all the little snakes now having masks on. Nice. Though, in fairness to Medusa, she probably wouldn't need to wear a mask because yeah. she is a drastically different species than us. And yeah. the chances of our, us being able to contract any kind of virus from her are very oh, slim. Yeah. No, I, yeah. But it's always funny. Oh, no, no. It's, it's, it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying anything bad about that. It was, it's like okay. they took it seriously, but they didn't take it seriously enough. Yeah. <laughs> kind of jokes. Yeah. But um, that... I would always feel it this way. If you're going to have to have a centaur, it would have to have, depending on how you have the uh, its mighty system of organs, considering that the horse part is usually the biggest portion, I'd assume the organs are kind of more horse-oriented than human-oriented. Yeah. Um, so that's where a lot of this discussion probably will be stemmed from and, like, all this other stuff. Because, so the idea of it having two hearts, I don't, particularly like that idea not because it wouldn't be in like if you were an engineer then yeah you're like yeah do that because why not but the mm -hmm. thought about it was like then we would have to if they did have two hearts we would have to like establish that everything every all the vertebrates uh hexapods probably yeah. have two yeah here's here's a thought that i was thinking about i'm i pulled up an image of like a skeletal structure if they had um if they had gone with the full torso of a human being and it just cuts off at the waist. And I was thinking along the lines of making both the horse section and the human section smaller. So it would more cut off at the rib, bottom ribs, so that you have the lower half uh, so the ribs lined up okay so you're thinking like kind of more like a snake in that sense yeah where yeah it's just one big rib cage or would, yeah, there, where would there be a gap no the i uh the thing that i'm thinking of to make it more logical with how other ske skeletons work is he cut off 
at the ribs, so it's just one rib section. Mm-hmm. And then it wouldn't be necessarily the skeleton of a full horse, but maybe a pony. Which, it'd still have the same kind of skeleton, but yes. It would have the same, yeah, but it would be smaller, and the body is more compact, so that it's more feasible. Yeah, I w- yeah, I definitely was thinking, okay, it would be drastically smaller than how they always depict it as like a, you know, full-grown horse. I was like, no, that probably won't work out just because of different constraints and everything else. And doing it that way, I'm thinking, you know, you've got the horse, you've got the uh, pony body and right and the pony would stop right underneath the um Oh, floating rib or above the floating rib on here? Um, right under the breasts. Oh, oh, you're going way up there. Okay, okay. Yeah, just the other thing is, is like, I'm also thinking about the fact that usually you have a person standing upright. Mm -hmm. And if, imagine if you constantly had your neck craned back. Yep. To the, oh, no, I was to the people that. that I'm talking about, I mean, to the listeners, just imagine you're constantly having your neck craned back and how you're, how much strain that would cause. Like, if you're lying flat on your stomach and you have to hold your head up and keep to be able say you're watching TV and you're lying flat on the couch and you're keeping your head craned back to be able to watch the TV... How tiresome would that get over time? So cutting out more of the human being would, in my mind, help reduce the potential of that strain versus having a full half of a human sitting on top of a horse's neck. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to, and that, yeah, you're right, because like when we were talking about with uh, the mermaids, where its spinal column was attaching to the skull. For us, it's right underneath our skulls, but like a horse or a de- or any kind of like uh, a lot of oh, herbivores, it's where it's like basically attached on the back of the skull or the back of where our skull. And that's where it is. Or it's like, yeah, support and then has a bunch of muscles. In it, so it's not making the like a, a J shape of the spine. So I was and yeah, I was thinking about that too. And yeah, so I'll, I'll put it this way too. It's um. This thing isn't going to look human if you would, if we, how we're going to have established, like we're, we could have like human like features and stuff like that. But this thing probably, you'd be like, I don't think that's human if you just saw its face. So what I was thinking about, so like uh, I had a, a list of questions that I was like, okay, let's, let's think about this. one. Can it bend at the, like where it's our waist would be on the concept and like touch its toes? Is that wow. a thing it would be able to do? Uh, did they develop hands? Before they started developing hooves, um, the horse end, should it be shorter than depicted? Because that's kind of a waste of space. Because if you think about, like, all the organs and everything else, it's like, well, some of the organs are, like, up in the upper cavity, anything else. And uh, would have one heart, because that's just how they would have. And, uh, and also, this was another one. It was, can they walk when they're newborn? Like, horses can walk right away. But they're also way more developed than that. Yeah, that's part of the development process of people. Otherwise, if you if a woman were to give birth to a baby that could walk, it would be incredibly difficult as a human. Also, now that I think about it, one of the difficulties of human gestation is because we went from a fo- uh, on all fours to standing up. And so that our hips are wrong. They don't work right. Our hips and back aren't good. My hips and back are beautiful. Well, as far as passing a child through the hips, yeah, that's why we've given birth to children within nine months. Yeah. And part of it is also the human baby's skull is not fully formed, and it's in three sections so that it can squeeze out, help squeeze it out through the hole and... And doing that, you're also causing a lot of pressure on the brain, which this is my layman's thought is your brain's pretty giving, giving brain damage. Uh, I don't want to say brain damage, not, but not in the way you're thinking. You are squishing the brain because you it's the brain's pretty squishy. 
but it's also uh, a, an amalgamation of a bunch of different cells that are constantly growing. Like if you give a baby brain damage, a lot of times they can recover from a bunch of it. It's depending on the level of brain damage. But uh, I, I looked, this is from uh, science.org, and they're talking about, uh, it was called um, human evolution, pain or gain, came, and it was basically talking about the human back. Humans are the most successful primates on the planet, but our bodies wouldn't win, wouldn't win many awards for good design. That was the consensus of a panel of anthropologists who described in often painful. Uh, because, yeah, we, we haven't fully developed yet in many aspects. Uh, if you want one place cobbled together with duct tape and paper clips, it's the back, says Vladimir a survivor of back surgery. So if you look at like a horse's back hips, they have a lot more room for where a baby can come out of. So they can birth a fully developed, well, not fully developed, but uh, something capable of moving around on its own because it's also a herd animal. It's a prey also. So it's like, oh, you don't want to have to have something that you have to really intensely care for because if you do that, then um, you're probably going to get eaten or it's going to get eaten. So it needs to be able to fend for itself a little bit. Well, um, I mean, that would make sense. I, I think part of the issue is that it would have to be, in any case, would either have to be fully developed so it can walk, or let's just say this, kangaroo tars. They're marsupials now. Yeah, well, that would... Uh, so this is the thing that I was also, th well, again, thinking about. So I don't, I think these things would have been um, less or arboreal than humans like to start with like so you know we started as monkey or monkey monkey like things because we evolved along with monkeys monkey like creatures that were in the trees so then we came down and blah 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 i don't think these guys probably would have ever gone up for lack of better words they live in the plains yeah um, they always probably were plains and so because of that i think their arms would be a lot weaker than ours by comparison because it's the same thing as like our arms, to, like compare us to chimpanzees. If you got in an arm wrestling competition with a chimpanzee, they'd rip your arm off. But And that's because they're constantly using their arms for locomotion and everything else. It's like they're strong because how compare our legs to our arms. Now, this thing, if we have it that, you know, developed hands and everything else, it would probably never have developed the ability to climb all that well, period, because why would it need to? It has, and then the four limbs are there for, or the four legs, because it would just try to outrun any of its uh, predators. But then, Mac, how are they going to pull the bow back <laughs> as the strong warriors that they are? They don't use bows, or they use, you know, leverage. What's the point of having the arms then, Mac, if they can't fire their bows? Uh, to write, manipulate their environment in other ways, plant crops. I don't know. Sounds fishy to me. I think it sounds like, what's the point of even being a centaur at all, then? Well, yeah, pretty much. That's that's the real question. Could this thing actually have evolved in any meaningful way? Probably oh. not, because why would you have six limbs? That's a lot of waste of uh, resources, too. Yeah. So then I was thinking about this. Uh, to add on to your idea, Dean, where it was like, oh, cut off at the ribs that point, I was like, I'd still have a little bit longer, but I was thinking about like a modified rib system, too that maybe a couple ribs like fuse together to give it some kind of more uh, support, like how our hips work with our upper bodies mm -hmm. so that it can like stand up better and have like a anchor points for like abdominal. Muscle. And then it would still be able to bend down because all of that would movable and flexible. But yeah, I think that it would probably be a better idea in the long run. If their torsos human esque torso were shorter and then the horse torso would be shorter. So, would you think about pushing the front limbs a little bit farther back on the body, of course? Well, no, I, I think it would be, like, still proportional. Oh, you mean, oh, no, you mean the front horse? No, no, no. Uh, they would probably be, if, if the thing is, wants to be able to stand up, it would need to have those legs right underneath it for, uh, like, not leg, um balance sake, probably. because Or it never really stands up completely, and it's more like... um. Think of kind of like a crane where the body's kind of like just leaning forward and then the rest of the body is because of the, the other half. Yeah, you just mentioned cranes and I was like, oh, I saw those on Sunday. 
I saw a lot of them on Sunday, too. I was talking more about the big mechanical thing. Oh. oh. Yeah, those kind of cranes. Uh, but uh, or think about like a T-Rex. So it's big, it has a big old tail in the back, and then it, like the hips positioning and the, the the tail is to balance the rest of the body so it can move around a lot easier. Also, because uh, this is just something that to help with like the understanding of um, muscles take up space. So you can't just pap on muscles like, oh, yeah, it's fine, whatever. Uh, people always make fun of like T-Rex for their tiny arms. There's actually a lot of different dinosaur species that uh, slowly started getting smaller and smaller arms. The Carnosaurus is one. There actually is more than one species of Tyrannosaur. And a whole of them kind of are like that. And it was, uh, I was looking at it and they're like, there's an estimate that it might have something to do with their, because they probably had a really, really strong bite force. So the muscles needed to bite were taking up space for the muscles of the arms. And also probably muscles to keep that big head where it, you know, up. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's neat. So it'd be similar like this. It's you need those muscles if you want to be able to do certain things. So you need to take them somewhere else yeah. from somewhere else. So but in this one, we're rather than like actually taking away, we're making it a little bit more shorter. So we don't have to have so much to uh, like overpower like the not overpower, uh, but to compensate. OK. But yeah, I do like the idea of yeah the extra shorting. And uh, yeah, that made way that does way because my idea was just shorting up the horse end and not yeah. ha doing that with the human end. But I was like, oh, no, that, yeah, that makes sense. Having the ribs like more closer together because it yeah. would had those ribs anyway. So, it you know, it would extend out a little bit. Yeah. But then I was wondering about like if it was standing up, would its spine basically fuse? See, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't have gone with that basic look. Because this uh, is, uh, you were saying something about having something support the human torso. Yeah. So this one's just showing that uh, they yeah, no, slapped yeah. a pelvis right onto the See, horse rib cage to yeah. support the human part. Yeah, and no, I, I would not. into the shoulder blades. Yeah, that, that would make the arm, the legs or the front legs of the horse part not function as functional because they'd be fused to the uh, hips. But basically, I was just thinking more of uh, a couple ribs, like, fused into a half circle or, like, more of a circular space. And then, yeah, maybe some other rib parts to add for, like, the, the upper part of, like, our hips kind of notion. But, I mean, how much connective tissue would it need, depending on how much, like, movement does that waist need? Is, yeah. it, going to, is it going to bend over and touch its hooves is the real yeah. question. But, I mean, how often would you be doing, you know, trying to touch your hooves? How often do you need to touch your toes? Uh, very rarely. I've, I've mastered the art of that. But and now, and now with my grabber, I am invincible. But that's the thing is, if they can't go and touch the ground at any point, then how useful are those arms? Well, here's the other thing now that you're bringing that up. I'm just like, what if they had longer arms i think they probably would have longer arms in general I, i'm just saying just longer thinner arms because if they're coming from uh anthropods uh, hexapods hexapods well but hexapods they they would have longer thinner arms so they wouldn't necessarily need to bend their top down they would just need to tilt their head down to look at what they're trying to grab and then they've got the long spindly arms oh okay with uh with, yeah i guess uh, i had to look it up uh anthro anthro basically just means uh human features yeah human featured feet would be anthropods ew anthropods <laughs> but yeah it, yeah i i think it would probably have to have longer arms because then also you have to think about you basically need to be able to touch every you can almost touch every part of your body with your hands so i don't know if that's a, like a a need because like you know i don't think uh, uh whales can't touch everything with their flippers so that's not like a universal standard lobsters there's a guy who bought a lobster from a store and has been raising it mm -hmm. and the lobster uh in between its uh shedding there's residue from like the sand and whatnot that shows where 
the lobster can't reach with any of its multiple legs to clean. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I'm, I, and then since we're talking about hexapods, and that I was just like, after you said that, I'm like, well, if they have nice long noodly arms, they can clean off the back and do yeah. the do the rubbing. Yeah. But then also, like with horses, they use their tails because they can't reach everything with their mouths, which is the only. So it was like, it's probably like they're not, they wouldn't be able to scratch their butts level of long. But if it like was really reaching, it probably could. Now I got to find that anime. Um, there is there is an anime called uh, called A Centaur's Life in England. Yeah. And it is a rather unique one, which I think I may have brought it up before. But it is all about this is some mythical world that has existed where all of these things that we talk about exist in one way or another. And it's fun and interesting, but it also has a problem of it really likes to overexplain itself. Uh, yes. Which is fun if you're really into that sort of thing. But they because they have like cat people. And so. They have to talk about the idea of like when you have a tail, when you have someone making clothes, all clothes almost have to be tailor made for each species. So, like, if you want to answer the question, how would a centaur wear pants? This anime answers that question. They basically have all four of the the centaur body is covered by a pair of pants, which then has an incredibly elastic waist that just then goes around the human port, the human waist portion. It's so. It's one of those things where it's like it's super goofy in its own way of being, but it so goes into this thing of where it's like you're really trying to more world build than you are trying to make a a, a fascinating anime, yes. if you will. You know, you're, well, the George Lucas problem, if you will. So what is this picture from? It's beautiful. I was just. I clicked science of centaurs and was scrolling through images. And sure enough, as we were talking about the arms, this one popped up. Uh, so, uh, Dienz, what it is is a centaur-like creature. It has a longer face, also has like a one horn, and also kind of looks like it has a cobra hood. But the arms are very spindly, not not that long. But uh, so this particular centaur actually has two toes. So to keep with um, the pattern, it also has two fingers. One really, really long and one nubby thumb-like appendage. Put it on the Instagram. <laughs> I, well, you guys have access to that. You do it. I, I don't put anything on anything. I know. I, I, edit, I edit this thing. Guess what? You can put these things. We have them here. You can put them on the Instagram. You're on there more than I am. Uh, so yeah, it's, yeah, uh, she's wearing pants. She's a centaur. Weird. But, so that was also the thing, is, like, when you, oh, with, oh. This is, this one's more of a demon centaur creature. Oh, uh, the one on the far right, that level of, like, shortening up the, um, horse-like torso. And, yeah, that guy's really, those have really long spindly arms. Uh, when you, yeah, uh, share the website for that one. So I don't, I want to know where that one actually goes. Uh, the demon ones? Yeah. Yeah. Because the other Our one does station. have a website. Copy paste it. But yeah. He, he um, wants it in the chat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I can find it later. Uh, well, every, though, the last few pictures that I've shown are their links say that they are art station. Oh, okay. But yeah. Like we had for the unicorn when we were talking about the different types of toes and, or equines, or not equines, un- ungulates. Ungulates. And I was like, would this thing also have an odd number of fingers? Because there, you you aren't bound by the number of toes with the number of fingers. There are plenty of species that they don't. They're you know will have a different number. There's some lizards I think that have like four and under. I can't. Remember. But yeah, I did do appreciate that the fact that they kept uh, that kind of um, symmetry though in that one picture. Oh, but okay, that's what I was talk- going to talk about. So uh, in the anime, she also has. Hey, looks like she has furry legs. Yeah. So why does she need pants? Modesty. You're in polite society. That's why. And this image is from a centaur from the 19 or from the 1700s. Ooh, look at his hands. He actually for this to 
picture where I don't know where it's from. He actually has two fo- two thumbs and three fingers. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty neat. A longer nose, bigger nose, bigger ears, shorter forehead though. He's obviously from Victorian England. Yeah, potentially. Well, England in general because of the uh, Abbey behind him. Yep. I was going to say cupola, but I'm like, I don't think that's the right word. It's a tower, but it looks like it's from an abbey. Oh, uh, this is also something I looking just because I thought it, this was neat. And maybe I want to uh, figure out how to get in contact with this group. And it was from Science News Explorers. It was the article was uh, how to build a centaur. Really cool uh, um, thing. And it basically it was the approaching it from the first part was horse to human where the horse somehow evolved the human and then the other one was uh if a human evolved like a uh, more legs but then i'm like well you that it's not really how it works but what was really cool is in this particular because they have a they're from a, like a veterinary college and or they have a veterinary program and uh this particular one actually has um a club marvelous critters veterinary medicine club and they that's this is they're basically having fun and just like talking about like how these things could work out and everything else but taking it from more of a literal you smash a horse and a human together what would you get kind of mechanism rather than how i'm up trying to approach it where it's like if this thing evolved in a in a world going back to the arm things it's like if they didn't have the uh extra long arms they might have needed to develop tools yeah like spears and whatnot because i there's an image of a zebra centaur that has a spear and uh to catch fish or whatever it's trying to catch and pick up yeah so but yeah yeah uh and then yeah once again yeah but then it's also one of those chicken and the eggs thing, which developed first the ability to use tools or hands. And it's both because you need to be able to grab things with your hands to be able to use them. But you also need to use uh, need to be able to use the tools to need to have hands. And also but it's also really kind of cool because if you compare like our hands to like a gorilla or uh, a chimpanzee, we are way more dexterous in the hand department yeah we are uh, and that's actually one of the big problems with the whole notion of um teaching a gorilla or chimpanzee sign language they really can't do sign language as well as us because they can't move their fingers in this exact same way oh that's so like you that. could adapt uh als for chimpanzees and gorillas but you couldn't really teach them als they need what they need is the voice box like amy from congo amy amy ugly Wait. gorilla i mean it worked for her why can't it work for the others yeah uh just basically looking at different finger arrangements um it was because i can't i i thought i remember there is a word for when you have um a different number of fingers and toes uh but i i couldn't find it right away so i'm like okay oh well <laughs> i'm not gonna look at it because yeah i don't know how many fingers uh this our centaur would and would they actually have only that one toe like a horse too? Like, I wouldn't think so. But once again, I don't live on this planet. So I'm not going to yeah. say it has to be this way because I'm like, logically speaking, there's probably a reason. I think the hard part is, uh, I mean, it's it's a big toe, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. If I if I could have one big toe, <laughs> I, I would be I would be OK with that because I feet are gross, period. Yeah. I'm definitely not that. I'm definitely not that person who has a foot fetish. I I think they're gross all around. I don't like my own. I don't like other people's. It's yeah. fine. If I if they weren't a necessity for me to move around, I'd get rid of them. Yeah, yeah. But it's more of a. I was just trying to figure out if two toed, like a two toed, the design would be better or not, or if one toe, because I'm like, so, does that help with balance? I don't know. With well, that. I mean, it's the, it depends on the environment too. Like a clo like a cloven hoof, you know, where would it, like, where would that work out better for some, where would it work out better for a creature if they had a cloven hoof? I feel like they're more nimble, but it probably is one of those things where it, I don't think they can be as big. 
No, no, no. They can be because moose have. Yeah. So it's. I mean, it would depend. Like if they like as a plains creature, a single-toed hoof would be better. If they were to say live in the mountains or somewhere with a more rocky plant, uh, a more rocky environment, that's when a cloven hoof or they have two toes would probably be more beneficial, kind of like a mountain goat. Yeah, yeah. But since we're probably establishing that these started off as plains being or plains, and that's like how everything kind of more developed than they I probably would have um, one big toe to which then it would be uh, odd numbers. So it could potentially have like two fingers and a thumb yeah to keep up with uh being able to um like match that kind of system but then uh the other thing that i was thinking about that it was like but what would its nails look like would they be super thick i'm on the hands i was gonna say on the hands um it had the same uh it'd have the same werewolf condition where the nails are actually threads of hair because of the mutation. Wait, that's. Are you talking about like real world werewolfism? No, or... I was. I just remembered when we were talking about the werewolves that I had thought about. You know, a chicken has scales on its legs. Yeah. And if they have a certain mutation, those scales are actually actually become feathers. Yeah, they uh, there's a species of chicken that have and hair follicles are similar to fingernails. So when we were talking about werewolves, I had mentioned the fact that instead of fingernails, they had hair that grows out of the tips of their fingers. But is that true? What about it? Are you asking is true? The the people that have the werewolfism is that no. I'm, oh, I'm not saying that. No, no, no she's not saying that. I, she's, I was he's just not saying that. He okay. That's I was why coming I got up con- with yeah. there was a mutation because they are so similar that what if? Okay, it was just because how you were saying it, it made it you you were saying it like that it is not a what if, and I got confused. Well, I had asked him earlier, and he had established that this was. I weirded Michael out with last time we did the werewolf. Oh, okay. Okay, and yeah, that would be freaky and weird. Um, now I got destroyed. But yeah, I was like, that'd be. And I was like, just think for like uh character design and everything else. Uh, it would be interesting, yeah, to see him with like extra think thick fingernails, not like longer, but just like because also if we establish that it is two fingers and a thumb, that they might yeah have broader. They would want to have hair growing out of the, at least one of the fingers, Why? just like the horse's tail. Why? To hit behind them to the other parts that get irritated. But couldn't they just use their tail? The tail only reaches so far. So, of course, you would have fingers that would have horses. I'm going to cut you off because that's just gross and weird. It's just gross and weird. No, it's gross and awesome. (laughs) You can live in that world, Dean. You you can can have that. I'm not living in that world. It makes perfect sense. To whom? To yeah. Yume? To evolution. Because there's an end goal with evolution. There is no end goal with evolution. What's the end goal, Dean? Is it, is it lobsters? All, all scientists have proven the perfect body is the human body. No, we return to crab, Dean. That's been well established. The, the perfect crabs body- just haven't gotten up enough gumption to turn into a human being. The perfect form is crab. Yes, we are but done. After crab is human being. That's how evolution works. They I just haven't it... had the gumption to get up on their two legs and walk on land. They're lazy. During the hexapod discussion, we've already determined that it's hard to be. It's hard to be humans. Are we talking like mini humans with carapaces? Yeah. Or what? Just imagine them walking across the island to get to the ocean so that they can mate. Oh, and then they get walk in masses across the island again into the woods. And then you have slightly bigger ones that would eat coconuts and have eaten uh, Amelia Earhart as her plane crashed. Oh, I will mute you. I will mute you so hard. No, it's history, Mike. It's history. Some days I just wonder how your brain works. <laughs>
because I have I am a very weird person who's ADD and I cannot track where you go. If we do a video version of this, I'm gonna have to have a whiteboard so I can show. Here here's the thing. It would be helpful. He knows where he knows where he's going. So does evolution. No. No, no it doesn't, Dean. Evolution does not know where you're going. Listeners, I am being sarcastic. I'm walking. I'm going home now. You are home. No, I'm not. I'm going home in my brain. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go play some Persona. Come back in like half an hour, and then this will all be over, like a bad dream. Okay, I I found uh, the lady with the demon uh, centaurs on Instagram, and now we're following her. And I'm going to ask her if we can use some of her. Okay, that's. But yeah, okay. So ask her to put hair on one of the fingers. Where do you go when you sound like that? Where do you go? Where is your where is your mouth in that when you sound like you're like talking over a cell when you're talking over like an old rotary phone? This is me talking out of the corner of my mouth to my hands, which are cupped around the microphone. Okay, that explains a lot. Yeah, it it sounds it sounds like you should be dialing Sarah to connect you to to connect you to your friend at Klondike five four three. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, so um, yeah, that was our discussion about centaurs. Uh, it wasn't we didn't really nail anything down because yeah, I wanted to leave it a little bit more open interpretation because hey guys, you could figure this out. you can make your own art with this and you're like maybe the thing does lean forward, maybe the thing has a. Uh, a fused spine so it actually can't bend forward well okay you know what we're i don't feel we're quite done yet though no i don't either but i i got we got thrown off the rails with the finger hair i i swear we we technically i mean realistically i always block off two hours for this and we've only been at this for an hour and a half oh yeah did i really Matt, have i really gone that far (laughs) that that's weirded you out that much yes but let's let's talk about this because again, with the concept of like centaur world, it isn't just the idea that centaurs are horse. Well, that's actually a really great joke in centaur world. Is that they all the animal all the uh, centaur like creatures have their names. There's like tiger tars and horse tars, which aren't really horse tars because they're the only ones who are officially centaurs trademarked. So they're the only ones that can be called centaurs. Um, but like all the other ones have their own like animal species. Would a centaur be limited to just being a hearse? Uh, technically, no, uh, because of like how we're establishing this. Also, it we are also establishing that it's the base baseline is this hexagon, hexa, not hexagon, hexapod, hexapod structure. So this is also where you would have the uh uh, hippogriffs and the um all those other mythical yeah. creatures that have six limbs yeah. but could there also be other things that are human upper things maybe because but then also you have to look at our planet could there have been more species that evolved to with our same basic design it depends on how advantageous our design is because just like the whole crabs thing again if our design is actually a great design then yes you would see it repeated over and over and over but we haven't had enough time to see if this happens over and over and over we have to go out into the wider universe and meet some aliens to see if it's possible for that to be or so what you're really saying is another one and a half million years and we'll see who's right yeah yeah because yeah, it's we're the as of right now, we're the first species to look like us. Exactly. There's not been other uh, replications because it's like clearly bats are a pretty good uh, design choice. Uh, birds, like all these other things, and clearly human esque shape is humanoid isn't the best because we're the last ones standing. How dare you? Oh, I get it. I get it because monkeys and apes don't stand fully upright. I mean, technically, we're the first one standing in a lot of ways. Homo erectus, not Homo sapien sapien. You're a what you call me? A Homo sapien sapien. How dare you? I got the joke though, sir. Yeah. I'm offended. Good. 
I, that's why I, I said it to offend you specifically. Good. So now, I mean, in this concept, then it is the idea of the centaur, then definitely for sure. Like baseline, you know, base is obviously animal, human torso, human head. That's I, that is something I was thinking about too, because I'm like, it would also depend on their particular diet and how they would look. So I was thinking about this. It takes so it takes uh, so I've said this before with the whole um, mermaids thing. It's like I don't think it would be a straight herbivore because it that takes a lot of energy to be able to digest and process all that that stuff. So you need to have all that blood flow go to the stomach. Wouldn't be able to go to the head. So it would probably be a um, non apex um, omnivore. So because of that, then its head would be drastically different from a horse. Because also, if it was uh, like needed to eat grain and stuff like that, that means it would need to stay be able to bend down further down. So it could actually grab the grab the grass with its you know hands and blah blah and put it in its mouth, and then it would need a lot different teeth to be able to do that. Yeah, but maybe it started like that, just like we did, and then it slowly became an omnivore, and then you know developed different teeth and different structures like so. We could have it that it does have bigger ears so it can um, hear better and that it was still a hunter. So it would have uh, eyes that can do um, binocular vision because you can because I was like, because thinking about this, you could probably still have their eyes a little further on the sides. But the uh, but then like have like nothing really in the middle to um, block vision. Well, okay. we have that as of right now. You do have that blind spot in your vision. Everybody does. Yeah. And uh, but your brain just deletes out your nose. Oh. Like you can you can actually see your nose right now, but you you aren't noticing it because your brain's photoshopped it out. And there is like an actual blind spot. Like I I don't I can't remember where it is exactly, but how like how you can find it out is you just like draw a spider or something kind of complicated on a, like a a piece of paper and then like slowly move it closer. And at one point you're going to, it's going to disappear. It's where the, it's where the nerve clusters of your eyes meet in the back of your eyeball. That's where, cause it's still like all your eye, your receptors needed a place to collect all that data. And that's where that blind spot is. It's a real interesting fact. Uh, it was in, I can't remember which textbook it was in the biology textbook or a different science textbook, but they actually had a photo and it said, focus on this spot while looking for another spot on the page. And for the most part, with the exception of only a few of the students, you couldn't see, you couldn't, while looking at the one spot, you could not see the second spot because that's essentially around where the cluster would exist. Uh, it also, um, this is also kind of really cool just because of how our brains, our brains are cool. Um, no, it's not. How dare you? Bias. Uh, well, yeah, one hundred percent is biased, but also, um, here's something neat: you, you, you see color. Well, if you're not colorblind, uh, when you're, but your peripheral vision actually doesn't see color. Ah. But then you like, but then you think about it, and then you're like, you're focusing over, and you're like, you put your hand in your peripheral vision or whatever, and you're like, but that looks like my hand color, depending on who's listening. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, so I see color because I'm like, you're noticing now, like you can see color on the side of your eyes too. But the thing about that is it's once again, it's your brain photoshopping your perception. Well, I mean, we only have so many rods and cones to work with. Yeah, no, like, um, whichever ones you help with night vision, you, they don't do, I think it's cones. It's cones. Uh, Yeah. They don't do color. Yeah. That's why also when at night, when you're like trying to look around, you kind of can't see color all that well because the rods are active more so than the cones now how you can actually like actually prove that i'm not just lying to you about the whole color thing is uh grab a bunch of like colored markers or something like that um and and uh like mix them up like so that you don't know which one it is stick your arm like straight out to where you can't like it's behind you and then like slowly move it into your peripheral vision and then tell and then figure see what color it is and you won't be able to see it blue where you don't have a marker. Ah, oh, dang it. <laughs> but yeah, it's really neat because you're just like, oh, whoa. Human brain is fascinating and weird and, and terrifying. gross and terrifying. Well, well, well. Yeah. But then, yeah, I was like, and then if it was more of a, a prey 
creature at one point, then yeah, the ears would be beneficial. And also the, the eyes being more further out a little bit. So then it could have more than our, what do we, do we have 180 vision? No, we're, we have we're like close. Less than, yeah, yeah we're it's close, less than 180, but it's it's pretty close, but it's still less than. Yeah, so then with this, these guys, I'd say, yeah, put them more on the sides, a little bit more. So then you would have the 180 plus, but they're still able to move forward enough to be able to do binocular vision. Well, that is. Why do so many centaurs seem to lack either lack a nose or enhance a nose like uh, horses? Yeah. That's horses, horses. That's it. Yeah, because if you think uh, about with the horse, it's that elongated snout. See, all I think about with horses, why the long face? Because if you look at a horse nose and then you compare it to a human nose, it does look it's a drastically different shape. Well, it's because the horse knows the sad reality of the world around it, but unable to tell us about it. So okay. that is a okay. Mix now between... I'm out. We're done. The podcast over. Yeah, because that's a mix between a peacock, a deer, and a human. Well, that doesn't even it's that a doesn't deer even and a human, but the peacock feathers are just like decorations in her hair. Oh, okay, okay that makes because I guess this is supposed. To... You know, Perla. So, uh, audience, oh. Oh, Dean wow. just keeps sharing more and more pictures randomly to try to distract us more. I am not distracting. These How are faces, you not distracting? These you... faces are referencing what the subject that we're talking about. You're, They're you're faces. The one has a trunk and tusks. Well, that one was, that confused me. I needed your guys' advice. What is that? I don't know. I don't know because it looks like it has two noses, basically. Yeah. What is, why would they do that? I can't tell if this is like supposed to be an imitation of like the, what Alec Baldwin's face looked like in Beetlejuice when he monkeyed with his face. No, uh, it, no, no, it's supposed to look like it was a, like an elephant-esque creature with a human, but more humane. That one, that one was not to distract. That was for later on discussion being like, what is this? I, because it says centaurs uh at the but the next one this i was looking at the faces i was trying to find faces and it was all supposed to tie in with the conversation that we were just having this isn't me trying to fuck you up he's trying to fuck us up everybody he's trying to fuck us up well you're succeeding in the in the fucking us up pile because i'm just natural at it i'm trying to actually figure out though why would they a why lower jaw tusks and B, why tusks at all? I think because it's just a, it's an alien esque thing. But but yeah, tusks. Yeah, I would have to see what it eats and how it eats to be able to tell you anything. So next time, you guys are taking the wheel. Yeah, we're making a displacer beast, and it's going to be awesome. Make sure to write this stuff down and like, you. keep your guys' thought process. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've we've already had that discuss. We've already had a, a decent discussion of it. So it's going to be, uh, we, we have a, we, it was shocking how good of a, how we, how good our design is. It's going to be so good. <laughs> you're going to be the best design. You're going to be wait. so, you're going to be so jealous and you're going to be like, wow, I can't believe I didn't even think about this this way at all. You guys should, uh, run every episode. No. And <laughs> if we do, then, we'll be, over then, then, then when it's over, it's going to be podcast done. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I can't wait. I'm gonna make sure not what like I only know of the basics of the Displacer Beast. Well, it's gonna, well, hopefully, it'll be good. Here's open. A Real Creature Feature is created by Matt Kuklinski, starring Matt Kuklinski, Michael Seaman, and Dean Snow. Any questions, comments, artwork, or general inquiries can be sent to realcreaturefeature at gmail.com. You can view any submitted fan art and pictures on our Instagram at a real creature feature. Some episodes were recorded weeks in advance due to our current sporadic recording schedule. Any comments left will be seen and addressed at some point, and you will be credited unless you tell us you wish to remain anonymous. If you like the podcast, please leave a review on the podcast app that works best for you. It really helps us out. Also, tell your friends, enemies, and total strangers about the podcast. They might enjoy it too. And that can bring us all closer together.
Wait, no, this one does have pants. They all have pants. Yeah, that one does have. The other one has spats. Yeah. yeah. No pants, but spats. Yeah. Which, you know, makes sense. So. That would that would actually feel like then it would be like, it's kind of like when they clothe the aliens at the end of Mac and Me, when they're getting their U.S. citizenship. And they and the look- mother has, like, earrings uh, on. Yeah, it's horrific. It makes them look like they're actually, like, it feels more inappropriate than when they were naked. Yeah, yeah. Like, this actually, in the spats, at least feels like, well- Modesty is a thing, at least. Yeah, but you know, as long as you're not aroused. Well, because it also kind of speak for yourself. No, no, I'm saying like horses, like a lot of other mammals, it goes back, it goes inside. Yeah, yeah. Just as long as they don't see another Victorian uh, uni- uh, centaur, centaur with an extra poofy um, oh, tail. But but thing, all, what was that? All, what's that all, called? Petticoats. Tail? Oh, no, petticoats. No. Yeah, yeah, he's talking about a petticoat. Okay. But, uh, and that's also the thing, too, is, um, well, speaking of the centaurs in Greek mythology, yeah, you'd probably want them to be wearing pants because they sounded more aggressive. Yeah. But for ours, it's like, you know, if you have it established that it's a smarter creature, we, well, some men don't walk around with a perpetual heart on. Yeah, speak oh, for yourself. And then, again, looking I, at I did. The... I said some. 